SeatGeek, and you're going to guarantee yourself the best prices even with that sort of uh, game day type of buying as opposed to buying them in, in advance. And because SeatGeek is the only place I ever go to look for tickets to a game or concert, that's, that's, that's kind of how I know. I, I actually use the product here. I have the app on my phone, and it, it's great. It's taken all the work and hassle out of shopping for tickets. SeatGeek pulls all the tickets available on other sites into one place so you save time and never miss a deal. You can even set alerts for upcoming games, and SeatGeek will let you know if the price falls. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value so you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to see the view from your seat. Best of all, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Unlike StubHub, SeatGeek shows you the full ticket price from start to finish and never surprises you with huge fees at checkout. Now, our listeners will get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do to get that $20 rebate is download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter promo code SLEEPER, S-L-E-E-P-E-R, and then SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code SLEEPER today. Welcome to episode 390 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, September 16th. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, with a very fatigued Eno Saris. We got you on, pitch, we're pitching you on like two days rest. It's very unorthodox here, you know. How you doing? It's that time of the year, man. It's pretty I mean, funny because I, I took a red eye here to Atlanta, so I, I'm toast. Also, my friend who was supposed to pick me up, he said, oh, I'll, I'll be there at 7 to, to pick you up. He slept through his alarm, so I stood at the... No. I stood at the curb for two hours, you know, standing. Uh, but uh, the standing was a little bit better than the sitting because I'm six foot two. Uh, so oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of hard to sleep in those things. Plus, the people in the galley were talking, so I got no sleep. Um, I was I was toast. And then I, I unpack. It was hard enough to pack for this is a, a wake slash camping trip. Uh, it was hard enough to pack for. I, I forgot all of my shirts. No. So I'm just going to be shirtless. I mean... Shirtless out of wake, baby. Uh, yeah, that could work to your benefit, because that's pretty chill, dude. <laughs> it is Georgia. Just kind of letting people know, like, what's up? I'm here. Peep, peep, peep the pecs, y'all. Hey, man, sorry for your loss, but peep the pecs. It'll make you feel better. Do got the tie. I, I like it. I, I think it's have a good tie. strategy. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to uh, lighten the mood and, and make people at ease. I like it. So we're going to do something a little bit differently today. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because you are running on fumes. Let's talk a little bit about the news and then maybe hit, maybe hit on some uh, starters for the weekend here because, you know, there's still a, a big contingent that is in their playoffs, whether they're head-to-head or, or coming down the stretch. You can kind of call the, the last couple of weeks of, of Roto uh, a playoff-type atmosphere where you're deciding, do I start this guy? Do I start this guy? You know, every little decision matters. You're cutting guys who you would never cut in season because they're not going to be worth anything to you anymore. You know, I had somebody ask, um, should I not start John Lackey today because they clinched last night and they're going to be running out the uh, – the, the, the B squad. Uh, let me I, say one thing about that. I'm pretty sure that John Lackey has pitched hungover before. I'm just just guessing. I mean, I don't, I don't know not, that. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. <laughs> of course. I guess to, to, to that guy's point, the one who was asking about it was, um, 
well, what's he going to have behind him? Maybe he'll pitch well, but if he's using second and and oh, third sure. stringers, I definitely then... was saying you know Chase Anderson was a decent pickup because uh, you know and the game is on right now, so it's not useful for us to talk too much about this. But there, there are, the hangover game is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the game after the clincher is a real thing, and that's something to watch with uh, you know other places. Um, you know, according. To our standings, who who do we have next? Who's That's, next? Uh, let's see. Let's see here. The next. Well, I feel like the Cleveland could get could get a clinch, or or the Rangers. Yeah, or the those are the three teams there. the The Rangers, Cleveland, and well, uh, the Rangers are already at one hundred percent, but they haven't. There's no asterisk next to them. They haven't clinched. Clinched. Yeah, they have not clinched. They're like ninety nine nine, so it's rounded Ooh. up to a hundred. And they could, they have so many young guys. They could definitely. The one thing I was saying is like, what if the Cubs throw out a good team, even though because it's so deep, right? But that's the thing. They could still put together a, a, a quality squad. I mean, here's what they've got. Like, tell me the Padres wouldn't kill for this team. Matt Caesar, <laughs> Javier Baez, Jorge Soler, Wilson Contreras, Chris Coughlin at first has their only hit so far. Alberto Mora Jr., who's a lit, lit defender. Uh, Tommy Lastella. Ma, ma, uh, Muninori Kawasaki and then Lackey pitching. Like, hey, come that's on. not that far from the. Yeah, I think that's, that might be better than the current Padres. Lineup. Yeah, that's killing the Padres in Maybe, the three games. I mean, as as much as you want to say there's no Will Myers, I mean, you do have like Javi Baez and yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a, so layer. So like, know, what's the what's the Contreras. Rangers hangover lineup? That's uh, I I would guess that Profar plays third. Yeah, uh, Hanser Alberto plays short. That's a pretty decent downgrade is 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 gallo um up uh he's not on our on our depth let me see what i feel like he'd be on that team mazara probably gets the gallo was recalled okay yeah so gallo would play uh, uh, who yeah i guess the shields yeah and maybe rua i mean depending on the handedness there'd be some stuff there yeah you were not going to play desmond uh brett nicholas or um it might be hard to actually Sit Odor and Beltre because yeah, I don't. One of them probably has to play unless and, and you play Gallo at third, the thirty-seven-year-old anyway. or the twenty-two-year-old. But either way, they they could probably come up with some. I will tell you where it could really hurt though, yeah. is more the Nats or Cleveland because they've got great starters that you want to use. So you could get kind of a bogus start out of one of those. You know, if it happens to fall on Max's day, Max Scherzer's day, or like Carlos Carrasco's day. That could be a bummer, and we are in such a a fine period where every start matters that 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 could be uh, tough. Thankfully, John Lackey still only has to face the the Brewers, and they, and they're fine. Like they're actually a, a a pretty decent offense, and I think they have like um, one of the better ERAs. It's one of the bottom feeders has the second best ERA in the second half. I don't know if it's Milwaukee or or one of those other teams at the bottom. So. You know, you got You do have to be careful for that, though. The, the 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 hangover game, as you said, is a real thing. You want to be careful there. So keep an eye on those teams that are close. Again, that's Texas, Cleveland, and Washington. All look like the next to clinch. And let's just what hope it? it's. Do, uh, do you have a magic number here? I'm trying to find a magic number. Well, um, actually, oh, that's the wild card. I don't want wild card. I don't want there's a there's a four letter network whose standings I'm looking at right now, and they do not list magic numbers. <laughs> Well, I'll look elsewhere. Um, Let me just go to MLB. I bet they got it. Yeah, MLB.com. That'd be useful because then we can maybe identify the starter for the Hangover game. It's a great call. It's a great if call. By the way, how, how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about Cubs fans griping that they clinched oh, because Lord, St. Louis lost, as Lord. opposed to them winning? 
I I will not say something for fear of saying something rude. Okay, that that's probably the best way. Okay, I got some magic numbers here. Oh, you got some. Okay, what's Texas's? Texas is, um, they don't have one. Wait, what the heck? Are they oh, that's in? an elimination number. Never mind. This is something different. I don't know what the God, heck an E number so, is. Oh, that's why can't I, Lord? Why can't I find a normal? A, well, a normal maybe magic you could look number? at all the E numbers in the West. Uh, Houston, so like six or eight. Yeah, Houston six, Seattle eight. So that's a pretty know. big number. I guess we don't have to worry about it for this weekend. And then seven for so I guess those teams could still win the division. I get, but they're going to clinch a playoff spot soon. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Either yeah. way, keep an eye out for it. It'll probably be more of a factor next week. Maybe we'll revisit that topic yeah, yeah. on Wednesday. You know, let's talk about a few players here. Um, Giancarlo Stanton's coming back. What are your expectations here? Obviously, he's a huge name. So people are going to be excited, but is he going to? I mean, is he going to play every day? Is he somebody that you automatically put in because of who he is? What's the situation with Giancarlo Stanton coming down the stretch here? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. The elimination number, I just noticed the, the lowest one right now is actually Miami. Yeah, they're um, on the cusp. They're, they're on they, the cusp. So the, that, I think, is really important because it could have something to do with, you know, if he tweaks that hammy, uh, then he just sits uh, yep. if, they're, if they're out. So um, I would just play him because you held on to him and you need him and – you could get a home run from him before they sit him. So uh, I, I think I, I'm throwing him out there. In the leagues where I have him, I'm throwing him out there. I think you have to. Um, you know, like I said, huge name, huge potential still. Could, could hit a few bombs for you that could be clutch for Giancarlo Stanton. So I guess you got to put him out there. Let's talk about Logan Morrison, who, you know, is actually having a decent season and now he's going to face, I think, a wrist surgery. That's problematic. Not only. Uh, uh, not not for this season, obviously. Who cares about what uh, Tampa Bay is doing? That their E number <laughs> probably struck back in May. But again, he w- he was hitting pretty well with some power going into a free agency year. This has to hurt him uh, having wrist surgery for Logan Morrison. What do you think? Yeah, I made uh, four point two million in his last year. Uh, that does make him probably affordable for the teams that want to go affordable. But I think. The problem for him is that the teams that would like him, the teams that skimp on first base, uh, DH types, um, I think they, you know, they find guys. So, like, for example, I think the Rays may have found their guys in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Miller, you know, has recast himself as a slugging first baseman. Exactly. 28 homers and yeah. 72 ribbies this year for, uh, for, for Brad Miller. And he's we, not that great we, defensively, so you, you can exactly you can throw him there. Um, you know, Taylor Motter and Nick Franklin look like decent uh, utility uh, infielders, mm-hmm. um, and Matt, Matt Duffy is your is your shortstop next year. So um, you know, and then they're the type of team. I mean, they did get Morrison, so it's possible they signed Morrison back to be DH. But I think also in the outfield, there's been enough interesting things happening like franklin looks like frankly uh uh, good enough maybe to uh, to platoon or or to to take part in uh, a left field situation which could push push Corey dickerson to to dh so um and dickerson's health i think adds to that too right and i'm not sure i mean it was a, a decent enough season but i'm not sure that 
you know, uh, the even the Rays are are chomping at the bit to to give him five million for another half win like that. So, um, you know, I, I think maybe he comes back on a, like a two, three, four, that like a something small, and it is the Rays. But um, if you're like keeper, or he's not going to be a really good sleeper or keeper, you know, nah. because. I mean- 29-year-old coming off a of wrist surgery, only hit 14 homers. Fungible, fungible positional value. You know, it's just, um, you know, a lefty platoon DH. Uh, the only thing worse is a righty platoon with DH. Remember when Logan Morrison burst onto the scene in um, in, in 2011 with the, with, the, with the 23? Well, actually, he burst onto the scene with a 283 average without much power for 62 games in 2010, but then had a solid first season there, 23 homers, 72 ribbies cost him a little bit of the all batting those, average all those but, tweets oh yeah and then he was he was the the twitter superstar and then we realized that uh maybe he wasn't as well cool as you know i mean to be fun. fair i think like when he's in he's all right four percent better than league average and it's possible that injuries robbed him of a lot of that effectiveness i think maybe no doubt could have been no like doubt. a 10 percent above league average uh true yeah. talent guy but the knees started to go really early and very early uh, after that 123 games for Lomo in 2011, he went 93, 85, 99. Last year's 146 was was a career high. And it's interesting that he did that as you know, free agency approach because the only true you know effect for a free agency looming, I think, is is plate appearances and mm-hmm. IP. I think pitchers and, and hitters are a little bit more likely to. Uh, play through nicks and cuts in order to get that uh, that pay that uh, payday. Heck yeah! I mean, I, I think we see that that regularly when you see a guy. That's that's really the big difference in in a quote unquote contract year. I think sometimes it gets bastardized where people think that they they try uh, harder, but but in in terms of their skills, and maybe they didn't try harder. Obviously, you're going to want to be the best player you can be at any time. But but that playing time, you're saying okay. I have this injury that could be a 15 day or, or I could play through it and be 85% of myself. I'll take two weeks at 85% to log the playing right. time yeah. and, 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 and make sure that they see that I can play a buck 40 or something. Hey, yeah. So, and look at Lomo's, uh, Babbitt last year, 238. I mean, without going into a real lengthy analysis of his balls and play and stuff, you could say, oh yeah, he could easily have been hurt for some period of time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and playing through it. It was easily the worst Babbitt of his career. It's Especially, funny, though. You know, you have this whole thing about uh, not... We've talked a little bit of, about not uh, picking up guys in their first year with a new team. We talked about it in the context of pressing at the plate and how people swing and reach more, at least in the first month, on a new team. Um, you know, add in the fact that maybe they played through some injury the year before and they wouldn't <laughs> probably do so with money in the bank... Then your your mentality switches a little bit from you know got to get to that payday to got to stay healthy and you know help this team in the long run. You know they've they've signed me for three, four, five, six years. So yeah, I want to be there at the back you know. end of this contract here, making sure that I'm I'm delivering. So right. I could see Lomo getting like a two year deal. Um, teams t- TBD, but I want to talk about another first baseman who's actually really uh, dominating. And quietly, but Mike Petriello wrote a great piece about Hanley Ramirez today, talking about how he changed his launch angle, and everything everything turned around for him. He was hitting too many grounders initially, got the swing adjusted, hit that launch angle, and boom, has he taken off. First month of the season, only one homer, 696 OPS. I'm sure folks were thinking, 
great. This is just carrying over from last year. Remember last year, by the way, for Hanley, amazing start in April. Runs into the wall, um, into the left field wall in foul and territory. And couldn't lift anything after that. There was it, no it, power after that. It was gone. It was yeah. gone. And it's very, it, there's no way that it is not 1,000% directed to that. He absolutely crushed into that wall, and then he was done. So I think there was some rebound potential for, for some people. I liked him too, but there's first baseman I liked, so I only got Hanley Ramirez in <laughs> one league. Oh, I just, he, I just flashed back to uh, a piece I wrote in the offseason about how Hanley and Pablo would represent, you know, uh, their bounce backs would represent two of the top ten bounce backs of all time or something. Hey, you got one of them. Yeah. What's funny is that uh, both of them, I think both of them, had bounced back and were on the like top 50 list already. Oh, so, really? Be- yeah. From previous bounce backs? Because, yeah, um, Hanley had that 2011 season yeah. that was down, and then he surged back the, the, the year or two and after Pablo, that. Pablo's been, a, Pablo's been a crazy pendulum. In fact, I think Pablo is a decent. Like I think he might end up in like I've been saying Atlanta in chats because, you know, Atlanta is the kind of team that I don't think Adonis Garcia is a long term solution, and nah. and even he could be like a useful piece around the infield. Um, so I think you could like Atlanta could say, hey, swallow thirty of that sixty million. We'll take a we'll take a Pablo Sandoval for like three years, forty million. By the way, uh, I've. Fully agree with you that Pablo Sandoval is not done. I think those that think that his career is over, I just I don't. He's done see it, it before, that you know. It's he didn't quite do it this year, but you know there was injury questions, and um, he's he's kind of all over the place. The thing that makes me nervous about Hanley, and it's the same thing as Pablo, and it's related to this bounce back stuff, is that I find them very volatile. You know. Oh yeah. You, you, so, you don't know what you're going to get, right? But I want Hanley now. I don't want Hanley next year at prices that we're built on now. Yeah, because they're going to be built on now on the good team, known player. Like once there's he he's building some trust right now. He's probably going to end up with like 27 homers, 10 stolen bases on a great team with 100 ribbies. The price is going to be too high. This year was obviously the year to buy. It's it's almost like one of those every other sort of situations because then if he kind of balances back out and says I'm a 104. Uh, OPS kind of OPS plus kind of player this in 2017. Then he'll be cheap again in 2018. So I don't know. I, it, it is difficult to want to invest in Hanley Ramirez this upcoming season because I feel like the price will skyrocket. And you and you bring up the Petriello's piece on launch angle. Uh, it's nice that he did that, but you know when he hurt his shoulder, you know his launch angle went in the tank. That's why he had the worst uh, ground ball per fly ball rate of his career last year. And when it all got summed up, but if you look in his history, he's oscillate anywhere from underneath you know one ground ball per fly ball to last year uh you know closer to two ground balls per fly ball so mm-hmm. he's and i see like a it's not like a real bad uh, pop-up problem but i see some pop-ups so you know it's an interesting um thing i think that maybe that's one of his biggest struggles you know in terms of pull percentage he's a little bit more um steady so I think in terms of pool percentage, he's about, you know, about the guy he is. But every once in a while, he just slips into maybe dipping the shoulder or, uh, or getting too top-heavy or something. So um, yeah, that's the sort of mechanics behind it. But the, the real mechanics behind it, I think, is the same thing we've been talking about, injury. You look at his plate appearance totals. They were in the 700s, then it dipped to 300. Back up to 670, 300, 500, 400. This year it's going to be over 600 again. So... It's really just, you know, when is he healthy? And I don't really love to play that game. 
No, it, it, it's it's too it's too risky, right? It's it's yeah. scary. And then at a position like first base where you're going to have some depth uh, for first base and corner, I don't know. I think I'm with you there too. Even though uh, I like Hanley Ramirez, great season, but uh, I just don't know how much we can trust it. Let's talk about some weekend starters here. Uh, I'll throw out some names for you. you. Let me know if you're starting them and, and in what kind of league format. Let's look at today's guys first. I, I'm going to throw it out because people are going to want to know. I'm, I'm looking at a list here that starts at the top uh, uh, and goes by team name from there uh, alphabetically. So this is not the top guy for me. And I wouldn't even use him personally. But he's been pitching well lately, and I've gotten more than one question in my chat or on Twitter about stupid Ubaldo Jimenez. He's going against Tampa Bay. Me, thousand percent no but what do you think yeah uh, i'm throwing him you're throwing that, him yeah i just think in, that, in the trash or in your in no your team. i'm throwing him i think that the tampa bay offense is is bad enough and uh ubaldo you know has these stretches where he finds his command and is is usable and i think he's he's sort of in that stretch so keep in mind eno's on like two hours sleep guys <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding listen i, I mean i, I don't po- i don't i'm not saying throw him in a 10 teamer and probably not in a a 12-teamer, you really have to be scuffling for wins, but uh, the 15. deeper you go, the more likely I am to throw him. So, last 28 and two-thirds innings, he has a 283 ERA, 17 strikeouts, six walks, only three homers. He looked nice against Detroit. In Detroit, seven innings, two runs. Had a complete game, three-run outing. August has a piece about a little mechanical th- fix that he made. So, Who, Who's that? August Who has a piece? Fagerstrom. Has okay. A, I think I think okay. it was August well. has a piece about it, a little a little tweak he made. I mean, uh, let, let's say, uh, you know, if, uh, let's see, well, you know, it's not a great day for streaming, actually. You know, Luke Weaver. I like Luke Weaver. Probably play him over Ubaldo, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, who else? Like, Graveman at Texas? No. Uh, no. What about Ro- Robert Stevenson, Stevenson against Pittsburgh? I mean, Pittsburgh's offense isn't great, but Stevenson, like, can't, he can't find the plate, and that's his Absolutely. big problem. That's completely fair. Tyler Chatwood at home against San Diego. I mean, if, anybody, been a if guy... you pitch anybody at Coors, it's Chatwood. I think Chatwood and Ubaldo are similar risks. No, I if mean... you pitch anyone at Coors, it should be Tyler. And wrong Tyler, because Chatwood yeah, right. has the, the severe Tyler. home road split. 567 ERA at home, 177 on the road with his 1.5 strikeout-to-walk ratio, both home and away. And so it's obvious why he oh, yeah. fails at home, just way too much contact. I got breakfast. Oh, what'd, what'd you get? Share. Uh, looks like a croque monsieur with an egg on top. Sweet. Sounds yeah, I'll take dope. that. Yeah. Well, while you eat that, what about Tom Kohler at Philly? No. Well, no. I'm, well, I'm with you. Tom Kohler has always no. been... A home only guy. If you are going to mess with him, and I think even this year, uh, his home numbers have actually been a little bit sus. So, and, Phil- I mean- and Philadelphia, we, when we did that stat, when we looked at Stat Corner's numbers, Stat Corner's saying that Philadelphia is worse than um, than worse for pitchers than it than our numbers say. You, yeah, you were right it- to point out Stat Corner's three year regress. Maybe they're not halved or something, but I know that somehow they're different. Yeah, so, they are. They're definitely different. Yeah, don't know exactly how, but they do. They do look at three years. Yeah, I mean, four eighteen ERA on the road with a one fifty two WHIP for Kohler. I think that's too risky. I'm going to say no there. We already said no on Graveman. You think Bartolo Colon's still available in some shallow leagues against Minnesota at home? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to hold this up. 
<laughs> it's so funny that you're stuffing your mouth as we talk about Bartolo Colon. Oh, like how that's bad. <laughs> how fitting, guys. I mean, we did not even plan that. Yeah, I, I'd put him Cologne above Weaver just because I think he's Me a too. good pitcher and it's a decent yeah, matchup. I, I, I think I would too. Okay, well, last one on Friday before we move over to, to Saturday. What about... Ryan Vogel song on the other end of that Robert Stevenson matchup against Cincy. I place him, him on... in the Ubaldo Chatwood tier. Okay, so you, su- I mean, since he's it's in games. Cincinnati, and when Vogel song has problems, it's homers. So, oh god, yeah, and he's been nightmarish his last few. So I knew he had some good starts to to open up August. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I might put Vogel song below those guys. I think I'd rather take his chance on uh, Stevenson. You know, having one of those excellent rookie like he did have a start with nine strikeouts and no walk. So I think I'd I'd probably put Stevenson last. You might probably put Abaldo last. No, I'd actually put uh, Vogel song last. Well, okay, yeah. We're, actually, even, we're putting him off the board. Yeah, yeah that's off the fine. board. We're on the board. Off the board. I'd go uh, Stevenson Ubaldo. Uh, Ubaldo Stevenson. You might go Stevenson Ubaldo. Otherwise, we probably agree. The best streamer of the day is Luke Weaver. Yep. And second best is Bartolo Colon. All right. Let's look at Saturday then. Maybe it opens up a little bit more. Uh, Do not throw Williams Perez. Who? Just wanted to get that off the board. Do not throw Williams Perez. Do not. Do not do that, guys. (laughs) We are not. We're not suggesting. We are telling you. Do not. He has a sinker and nothing else. Literally nothing else. What do, you, what do you think's out there? I mean, tie on in some in some cheaper in some uh, de- in shallower leagues is. I mean, yeah, if he's out there, take him. I, I, I took I a like. look at Trevor Williams' numbers. I don't like him. Here's one I like. Uh, Jose Urena yeah. for 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 Miami. This is a guy who's got some decent stuff. I actually uh, wrote him up in the Baseball HQ Forecaster. Didn't so he I did a little little bit of a deep dive. No, no, last time what? out or something. What's that? Wasn't he flirting with a no-no last time out? He was uh, eight and two-thirds scoreless and, and allowed only four hits. Let me see when that first hit was. Yeah, that first hit was in the fifth inning. So he went four no-hit no innings. That is not flirting with a no-no. Whoever alerted me to the presence of that no-no, do not do that again, please. You're not allowed to, to talk about a no-hitter as a viable thing you, until the sixth inning. Not the even earliest. the sixth. I, I agree that, 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 that that's fifth where it's gotten to. inning? Are you kidding me? Yeah, okay, so I, you know, Rina's got good uh, velocity. Fastball's a little straight. Uh, change doesn't have a big gap, but some decent uh, movement. Good slider. Without, I just switched I over to the results sure. tab. Yeah, I mean, he's an okay pitcher. Yeah, he's an okay pitcher. That sinker's pretty decent. I'll take a shot at Philly there. Um, yeah. Let me, get, let me get some numbers on this next guy before I say him, because he might have been getting scooped mainly because of at our behest. Well, he's still 55% at ESPN. Uh, so in shallower leagues, Seth Lugo's still yeah. going to be available. I feel like we've, we're fully in on that. Yes? Lugo might be a little bit riskier than Tyon in the shallower leagues. Sure. Maybe. I mean, Tyon is, just has a super sinker and it's, it's a good place to start. But um, I don't know. Those guys are probably my favorite streamers of the day. I agree, but Tyon also has to face Desclafani, who's been beasting your boy. Um, so a W might actually be tough, even against Cincinnati. Yeah, that's true. You know, they could they could be locked. Lugo, in a Lugo has a better matchup. team behind him. I like Chris Tillman. Um, I picked him up in a few leagues. I, I was surprised to see he's available. That Tampa that's, matchup's I, decent. I was going to mention 
don't don't sleep on on his availability and assume that because he had such a great start that he's available because he went through uh wasn't he on the dl for a little yeah. bit and and went through a wall so i think there's going to be some availability so to me, 77 if he's, a, if he's available i'm going uh tillman tyon lugo lugo uh urena i think when i get to urena then i would throw in brandon finnegan into the mix maybe what about what do you know about Raul Alcantara for Oakland? Uh, Remember, I, he was a one-time big prospect, but is is he is he worth anything? Looking here for, I mean, it's against Texas. I but, don't uh, like that matchup, and I've I've oh, like checked him Texas. out. Never mind. Yeah, I've checked him out a couple times. I've watched him a little bit. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mike Leak at San Francisco. Or are we going to go back to back at San Francisco with Weaver and Leak? Uh, I'll put Leak in the mix. I'd rather have, I think, Lugo and Tyon. Leak versus Finnegan is interesting. Finnegan hasn't been good all year, but he's been better but when recently. he's good, he's so good. That, the thing of it is, you're either going to get three innings, five runs, or uh, seven and one. Like, and it's, it, Finnegan, it, it, it's, it's, it's so volatile. It's been nine games since he's had a real like blow-up. I mean, I guess you could call uh, four runs and five innings to Miami a blow-up, but that's... That's sort of what you're talking about, but that's the one blow up in the last nine games. So, you know, I, would, uh, I could start him against Pittsburgh for sure. You know, let me look for an adjustment real quick because I thought I spotted something before, and that's in the second game of a doubleheader. So did I, he get some I don't velocity know. back? Well, I think he did get some velocity back last night. Brandon, Brandon Finnegan, by yeah, the way, is still yeah. something I like. Well, he got some velocity too. back, which is huge for him actually, because he was like ninety three, ninety four before. And he was inexplicably like eighty nine, ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's back up to ninety, ninety one, ninety two, which is for a lefty, it's important to get up there. So, um, yeah, I like I like Finnegan actually, and I think I'd put him above, um, not above Lugo Tyon, but um, up there in the mix is one of the best streamers of the day. Last one for Saturday, then we'll do Sunday and get you out of here. Uh, Francisco Liriano at at the Angels, and I bring it up only because he had, you know, he's had some decent starts recently when he's been starting. He's been bullpen and starter, but his last three starts, six innings, one run, it wasn't earned. Five innings, four runs, three of them earned. And then uh, most recently on September 12th, six and a third, two earned. So yeah, w- what about Liriano against the Angels in, in Angel Stadium? I think that uh, that's uh, on par with Finnegan, and it's just a, it's a question of what's, what – what you find riskier, the young guy who could, um, who could play really well, or um, you're right though that both lefties who could who could throw gems, but also make you regret it instantly. Right? Yeah. I gotta uh, mention and, and Bud it's, Norris. It's really hard to Arizona. know which one to do. It, it is interesting that uh, Finnegan is throwing in the first uh, half of a double header. Oh, I uh, showed it the other way. I showed him in the back end with Desclafani against Tyon in the first end. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, that's right. You got it right. Uh, so I think actually the second half of the doubleheader, I should check this out, but I think the second half of the doubleheader, anecdotally, I think the lineups are weaker. That's why I mentioned it. I, I thought maybe that that would be a little bit of an advantage going I'd into like that second game. I'd like to check that out. But I think you, if you think of, like, if you have a star, you play him in the first game and you rest him in the second game, have him on the bench in case it's a close game and you can bring him into hit. So, mm-hmm. um, and even if they do play both, they're at least somewhat fatigued. Some tired, I'm saying, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm not go saying with, that they're dead. I'll, I'll go with Finnegan by nose. Uh, also NL and all that. So. Does it bring Trevor Williams into focus at all? Since I it just, will be the I, second I game for his him numbers, as well? I'm not into them. 
I don't, okay. I don't, I don't okay. think so. And also, he's having trouble getting past five innings. So if you're looking for a win, I mean, that's that's the thing. On Sunday, I love Joe Ross, and he's actually available in leagues. But I'm just not sure how many innings he's going to throw. So you're just looking for good good innings because it's like, at Atlanta. Joe Ross is like if you're winning your in your winning your matchup, you want to stream, but you also want to stream someone you might want next week. That's a great call. Right? That's a great way to put it because yeah, he can't be a linchpin where you need the W. But if you just say I'm I'm trying to get some quality innings, if he doesn't do great, I'm okay, and then I can have him for next week. That's what Joe Ross is. I actually fully agree with and that. It's, it's interesting because it's not a great streaming day. Um, you know, I like Ariel Miranda. I think he. If Robbie Ray is available, I think he's probably the best streamer out there. Yeah, against the Dodgers. And he'll be available in some shallower leagues, for sure. Right, and then that next tier down, uh, I mean, I guess Alex Reyes. I would go probably uh, Robbie Ray, Alex Reyes, just because Reyes has hot fire stuff, is going against uh, the Giants. What about his opponent in that game, Albert Suarez? I don't know anything about Albert Suarez. Just a, just a boring sinker guy. I mean, I don't think he's as boring as, as uh, Williams Perez. He's a little bit better than that. But um, We're killing Williams Perez today, man. I hope he's not <laughs> listening. He's going to come find me, dude. He's like, yo, man, what's, what's going on? Uh, Ariel Miranda, you mentioned him for Seattle. Uh, he's been pretty good this year. I've not really zoomed in on him at all. You know, in that Suarez grouping, I mean, it's a it's a it's a good sinker. Uh, it keeps the ball down. Um, Sunday might even be lighter than Friday in terms of streaming. What about Colby yeah, Lewis? Yeah, Sunday is at not home? good. Sunday is not good. Actually, I'm sorry that I called it a sinker. Uh, I guess I must have done that from um, overall stats. Why did I think that? He's a good ground ball guy, right? Who Suarez or no, Miranda? He's not Miranda's not a good ground ball guy. Man, it's so funny how you put guys into these categories, and you look at it and you're like, "What? Do you ever he, uh, put put guys into the wrong handedness?" Yeah, right. <laughs> I, do that, I do that sometimes. I'm like, "All right, oh, he's so I actually Miranda's pretty boring. I think Miranda's. I've been using Miranda, but just because you know the the team has been finding some wins for him, and it's I've been using him in super deep leagues. I think if you're 12, even 14, I don't know about using Miranda. Okay, um, and that means that it's a real light day because you're talking about the shallow guys are great. I mean, I love Ray. If, if Ray and um, Reyes. Reyes are out there, that's, that's a great one, two punch, but most leagues are not out there. And then you're left looking at Miranda, uh, Alex Meyer against Toronto. Doesn't have the innings. Colby they, Lewis they, is Colby Lewis. What about Kyle Gibson? I actually picked him up. I just picked him up in my 18 teamer for that game. Jose De Leon. Arizona? Uh, well, I mean, if he's if he's out there, then I, well, if Reyes is going to be out there. I think DeLeon's going to be out there. DeLeon is, I think, a step below Rain Reyes just because going to Arizona, uh, going up against decent competition. So, what about this Kyle Hendricks guy? You think you, I could pick him uh, up yeah, and just get a yeah. good? He's probably available in all those leagues. Maybe, but uh, uh, yeah, maybe only shallow league. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but is, uh, is Gibson, he, you know, is, is the New York lineup's not great. Young? And you can, Sorry. you can throw throw Gibson there, and you know he's a he's a decent guy. He'll like having the the pitcher to throw to, and so uh, is, is Kyle Hendricks your NL Cy Young? <laughs> uh, By the way, know. are you are you getting enough love for for your Kyle Hendricks love? I mean, this is an Eno Saris guy, folks. The problem the problem is batting average and balls in play, and uh, you know correctly giving value to uh, his balls in play because. Yeah, he suppresses exit velocity, but he also has like a 240 BABIP. And 
you know, yeah, 236. Yeah, his team helped him do that a little bit too. So, one sure, last name but... I want to throw on the back end of Sunday because it's such a bad day. Uh, if Willie, Willie Peralta, I think, is ahead of Ariel Miranda, Wiley, but, huh? I said Wiley, Wiley, yeah, I mean, it's, right. it's Willie, but it looks like Wiley, it does. Um, I would put Alec Asher maybe a step ahead of Ariel Miranda. I've been looking at his pitches, he has. You know, four or five pitches. He's a better pitcher, I think, than like the Trevor Williams level. Um, and he's got Miami at home. Kashner is okay. And maybe you can you can really pick either side of that battle. Trashner. Um, but Philly's home. And I don't think that Kashner is necessarily way better than Alec Asher. So. We didn't mention uh, Daniel Norris, who's going to be widely available at Cleveland. That's a good one. <laughs> Say hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> who said who said that? That was funny. Uh, we're we're about to get going here, but uh, yeah, Daniel Norris. Uh, I put him ahead of Miranda Asher, uh, Peralta, and okay. behind uh, DeLeon, Reyes Ray. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Even though he it's a good day if you have a chance to take a shot on one of these you know lovable rookies. Yeah, it's a little bit of a better day in shallow leagues. Then the, those deeper ones can can be pretty pretty sketchy. You know, quick episode here on Friday. You gotta get uh, to business in Atlanta. Good luck with uh, not having any shirts. I hope it doesn't get too cold. That uh-huh. will be uh, difficult it's for like you. It's like ninety with, with no shirt. ninety at six p.m. So boom. Well, there you go. You're I'm gonna crush this sandwich uh, and then uh, sh- be real sad and happy at the same time. It's very difficult to do these things. It, it's it's an interesting trip, but uh, yeah, sorry for the main reason that you're there, but enjoy the camping on the on the back end of it, and you and I will talk next week. All right, man. Peace. <laughs>